Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. I'm so excited today because I'm bringing you someone that I've recently connected with that I absolutely love. I love what she's teaching, what she's passionate about. And this is a subject that really needs to be talked about that you don't hear very often. And you know, that it's like some taboo thing and it's really not. I mean, there's been lots of ways that intimacy has been twisted in different ways or belief systems that have made us think that it's a negative thing. But we are gonna talk to Rachel Smith today about her passion of empowering women and committed couples through a journey of love and healing to rekindle their passion and foster a deep connection within themselves and their intimate relationships. So Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Like you said, these conversations don't happen enough. So it's just, it's absolutely my pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about yourself. So you're a licensed sex therapist and you own it. Your company is called Infinite Intimacy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So my, my, my fundamental training is actually in marriage and family therapy. So my license is in marriage and family therapy. I'm in the state of Florida. I practice out of the state of Florida and Florida is one of the only states that actually requires um, therapists to undergo pretty <laughs> rigorous training to call themselves a sex therapist. So um, post-grad, I, it was in a year program where I learned about sex, sexuality, you know, sexual dysfunctions, all the ways that, that you know, sex and, and sexuality impacts our lives, right? And even within societies and how all of these messages really infiltrate us on a daily basis, right? And so with that foundation of marriage and family therapy, really working with couples, and then this added component of sex therapy, I really work with with couples and also more specifically women, right? My practice is kind of um, like 60-40 to couples and and women um, around really empowerment and passion and finding that spark again. So many of my couples come to me and they tell me, oh, you know, we're like roommates. I love them, but there's something missing, right? And so my my passion is helping them to kind of rekindle that fire, that spark, finding themselves again. And then when women come to me individually, they, they come to me and really in their words, a state of brokenness, right? They think there's something wrong with them because they've never had the opportunity to really connect with themselves in in this way. And so just empowering them to to find themselves and write their own stories is just my my passion. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, I love it. No, I love it. No, really. And that's, you know, getting to know you and, and your practice and everything, like that's what I love about what you're doing is that our, our sexuality is such a huge piece of who we are. And I mean, the, the more that we connect with that person, it's like adding the piece of us that we've been pushing away or have set on the shelf. And it, it's like literally like a puzzle piece that's missing, you know, and to feel like a whole person, we have to feel comfortable in our sexuality as well. Absolutely. One of my instructors, he would call it uh, sexual schizophrenia, right? Because we would hear, we hear all of these voices, we see it everywhere, right? 
music, movies, television shows, commercials, all the things, it's like we're being bombarded with it, but God forbid we talk about it, right, is a, a problem, you know, and it's it's a point of shame and guilt and not really knowing, and especially when if or if our sexual self doesn't measure up to all of these images and messages that we're hearing, then how do we feel about ourselves in that way? And then we really don't want to talk about it because we think there's something wrong with us because we don't match up or measure up to these real unrealistic expectations. Right. And the thing really is, is that like we have hormones in our body that literally make us feel certain ways. And so, you know, the shame connected around, oh my gosh, for some reason, like, that person just walked by and I'm like, wow, that person's very attractive. Or, you know, I feel very, you know, <laughs> I feel great right now. You know, let's, let's go. So we, we have these hormones that are in our body and we need to also accept those too and realize that those are natural and normal feelings that we're having and we're meant to, which is why the human race has continued. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yes. Yes. And, you know, when we remove ourselves from the nature, the natural component of, of what our sexual self, who our sexual self is, right? And I think that's one of the number one questions when, especially when I work with women and I ask them, you know, who is your sexual self? And then you see them go, I, I've, never, I've never thought about that. You know, what do you mean by who's, who is my sexual self, right? And also this idea that, you know, our sexual self may be completely different than who we present in our day to day, right? And I think we get so kind of consumed by this idea of, you know, of being this one person, and this is who I am, right? But we are actually very multifaceted. We're multifaceted human beings where we show up differently in different situations. Who you are as a mom may be different than who you are if you're going into the workspace, right? Maybe very different than who you are when you're around your friends, maybe very different than who you are when you're with your partner, right? And so it's embracing these different parts of ourselves that's so vital. We can't just push off the ones that we don't like because then we're actually denying ourselves in a lot of ways. Yeah, so it's about making all of our pieces work together in harmony. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I yes. love that. Okay, so when I was looking at your stuff, what, something really stood out to me mm -hmm. that I was like, we got to talk about this because this is so huge. And I feel like that affects so many women mm -hmm. is that our self-esteem plays a role in intimacy. So I want to hear your, your opinion and your thoughts on that. Yes. Well, you know, the way that we think about ourselves affects the way that we are showing up in our lives, right? And so really the key is if we if we struggle with low self-esteem, low um, you know, self-confidence and and kind of our self-worth isn't really there, right? And so many of us kind of struggle with the the not enoughs, right? And am I a good mom? And you know, am I a good wife? Am I showing up for my kids in the way that that they need me? Am I showing up for my partner in the way that they need me? You know, am I, you know, my body has changed after one, two, three, four kids, right? And so if you're not comfortable in the skin that you're in, then why would you invite anyone else in to share that with you? Right. Exactly. So, 
the way that we are thinking about ourselves really impacts the way that we are showing up, especially sexually in our, in, in our sexual relationships. So if someone came to you with a body image concern, mm -hmm. like what, what would be something, how would you work them through that? Like from the beginning? Yes. Well, from the beginning, we need to see where that's coming from, <laughs> right? What, what are specifically the, the messages or the images that you remember seeing, especially growing up? And so what are, what are you consuming <laughs> on social media, right? Who are the accounts that you're following? Because if it's these, you know, the, the fit moms and the, and, you know, all about the working out and the eating, people right in the bikinis, and all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, if, if these are the images that you are bombarding yourself with, then that's what you're going to start to believe is what you need to be right there's this disconnect between really accepting and loving all body types because in our culture and in our society we've been conditioned to believe that only one body type is beautiful and acceptable right and so we have to understand where that comes from and so many of us also grow up in families where you know, we don't hear the nicest messages. And especially if it was from maybe our caregivers, maybe our mom would, you know, monitor what we're eating or tell us, why are you wearing that? You need to wear something else, right? And so these are the things that kind of get embedded into our psyche, right? And these are the things that are kind of overriding um, our, our actual experience and can be pulling us away from actually learning to accept ourselves for who, who we are and what our, what our bodies are, especially. Right. Well, and what it, what it really comes down to is no matter what your body size is, if you're feeling yourself, if you're like, I'm feeling good and like, I feel attractive. I mean, there's nothing stopping a, a beautiful exchange happening with your partner. I mean, it really is, it really is a lot to do with our own head and what we believe and how that we feel, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. I've, I've been a little squishy my whole marriage. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, and then adding babies in still a little squishy, you know, I'm on baby number four and I'll tell you, things have been great because I have a good body image of myself. And this after baby number four is the first time I've kind of struggled with like, okay, you know, I, I would really like to be here, but I'm here right now, but I've had to work on that. And, you know, that had, that did affect our, our intimacy for a little, a short time while I had to process through that. Right. And I think it takes a little, I think there's kind of like ebbs and flows of the times when you feel really into yourself and really positive about your body. And at other times where you're like, okay, hey, I need to work on this and bring it back. Do you find that that happens with women as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the ebbs and flows aren't just with our bodies, it's in life. Right. And so, especially when you're talking about, there was a moment where it took you a little bit to get back into that sexual relationship there are things that happen throughout our lives that maybe pull us from that part of ourselves, right? And 
newborns is, a, is one of the main stages of, you know, we are giving so much of ourselves to this little human being that we have to keep alive, right? And so we're waking up at all different times in the night, we're not getting the sleep, we're lacking the energy, we might, you know, be lacking patience with our partners. And so, you know, that might be a time in your relationship where maybe the sexual intimacy diminishes a little bit, right? But that doesn't mean it can't come back. And so those ebbs and flows, and especially with our bodies, you know, the things that you liked and found pleasurable pre-baby might be completely different than what you like and find pleasurable post-baby. A new new exploration. (laughs) Yes, yes, we have to. We have to explore our bodies because our bodies are consistently changing if it's not with babies it's with age and we're all gonna (laughs) all our bodies are gonna age right there's no real I mean there's some getting around that but but not fully (laughs) right exactly yeah so the ebbs and flows we have to be able to to embrace it and really allow ourselves to step into it rather than rejecting it or getting stuck in believing that oh no you know something something's wrong here Okay, so what I'm hearing is that, you know, like, there's a lot of self love and a lot of self care that kind of goes into taking care, like having a good intimate relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. And so really, you know, the idea is that with self care, as moms, I mean, we're so conditioned, right, to, to be the nurturer to be the one that's taking care of everyone else but who's really taking care of us right and if we don't take that time to to really nurture ourselves and care for ourselves and build ourselves up right and fill ourselves with the things that we love that that we are passionate about then we get disconnected from ourselves and if we're disconnected from ourselves then how can we show up especially sexually right because sex is, I mean, well, our mind, our skin is our largest sexual organ. Our mind is the most important one, right? And so if we are disconnected from ourselves, then we're, we won't be able to access the full range of pleasure that's, that's available to us, right? And I mean, self-love is, is a funny thing because first we have to learn how to like ourselves <laughs> before we learn how to love ourselves. And so you were asking before, you know, an exercise that I often give women that struggle with their, with their bodies and their body image is what we call mirror work. And so it's really being able to step in front of a mirror with first as, as little clothes as you can tolerate, right? (laughs) It might be really uncomfortable to be fully nude if that's not something you're accustomed to. And really taking a look at yourself and being able to identify the things that you like, right? And maybe it's not the same things that you liked in your 20s, right? And maybe it's just your hair or, you know, the way that your, your eyes look with, you know, makeup without makeup, it doesn't matter, right? It's just identifying the things that you like about yourself. And the more that you're able to identify those things, the more you will grow to love yourself and accept yourself essentially is the, is the idea behind the process. All right, lady, that's the homework. Go get naked and stand in front of your mirror. <laughs> Check yourself out and say why you love yourself. That's perfect. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> oh, no, that's totally true. I love that. Well, and, you know, self-love is a daily practice really 
Yes. As, as well as self-care. And I, I think also that's about being nice to ourselves too, and not being too hard mm-hmm. on ourselves, really giving ourselves a chance. Yeah. To, the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. Right. And I think we're very careful and mindful of the way that we're talking to our children. Right. We, we are aware that we don't want to, you know, mess them up <laughs> in a lot of ways, especially, you know, new moms. And, and we, there's a shift in consciousness of kind of understanding the impacts of, of words and how we're treated as children, how we, you know, grow into adults. Right. But if we're not as mindful in the way that we talk to ourselves, then it can be detrimental to ourselves. Right. Yeah. And those negative self-defeating thoughts and feelings that we have can pull us out of a sexual moment really, really quickly, really quickly. Okay. Well, that kind of leads into our next point about self-worth. This one I'm really interested in because I know that as a mom, I, I sometimes will be like, oh, I totally just messed that whole thing up or, you know, man, I'm failing. And I mean, that's something I struggle with on a normal basis of like feeling like I'm always falling short because there's so many things. There's the dishes to be done. Someone's crying. Oh, did I snuggle that person enough? And this and this, and then intimacy with my husband and, and, you know, all these different things. And that really does play a part in me being able to feel like, you know, like I'm the, I'm the hot stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it really does affect, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm struggling in certain areas, then, or that I, I'm, you know, like we're not worthy for stuff. Like when we're, when we feel like we're falling short and we can see it with our eyes, when things we haven't cleaned or laundry that's not done, or, you know, the hair that's like, whoa, when did you brush that last? You know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, just, I mean, talk to me about self-worth. Talk, talk to me about that, about your, your thoughts about that. Yes, yes. And so worthiness, right? When you're describing all these different scenarios that question whether or not we are all the enoughs, right? The, the good enoughs, the, um, you know, skinny enough, smart enough, loving enough, all of those things. And so... And this actually goes to also kind of stems from, I don't know if you've ever talked about uh, Brene Brown and some of her work. And if you're familiar with her work, it's all about this idea of being worthy of love and connection, right? And even though, and we have to get to a point of recognizing that there is no perfect, right? And we are all perfectly imperfect, right? And is it okay if maybe we fall short every once in a while, right? Is it okay that maybe all the dishes aren't done? That maybe, you know, I see my partner sitting on the couch and I'm getting pissed off because he's watching a football game, right? And I'm over here doing dishes, (laughs) right? And it creates that like, that kind of, anger and resentment and kind of animosity within relationships, but who's telling you that the dishes need to be done right there, right now, right? Is it possible for you to maybe put the dishes off for an hour or an evening, right? And, and go sit down on the couch and, and enjoy a bonding moment, right? And so when we get so caught up with how we think things need to be, or should be, or how I'm supposed to be, or how I should be, right? Then we fall into this place of I'm, I'm not doing enough. I'm not perfect enough. Right. 
when we just have to be able to accept the fact that we will never be able to do all the things all at the same time, right? We can absolutely do all the things, but we have to give ourselves the time and space to, to embrace, again, these different parts of ourselves because it's so much of, it creates who we are and how we are showing up in our families and in our relationships. So kind of what I'm hearing is that our expectations for ourselves and others kind of definitely shows what shows us what we believe we're worthy of or they might be worthy of or and <clears throat> I mean like intimacy having sex is a connection thing like that is something that we also can enjoy and are worthy of enjoying. Um, I mean, I've been, I've, you know, I've definitely been in that place where you're like, okay, hey, we've only done it once this week. We gotta, you know, <laughs> I gotta fit in at least one or two more this week. So it's, it's, you know, down to business and not necessarily connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that's really cheating us yeah. to, to not have it be something that, you know, and it's always, again, it's not always going to be perfect. You know, that expectation of, oh, it's going to be this big connecting, awesome thing every time, but how can we maybe put in a little bit more work and effort and intention to try to make it a connecting time and that we're, we're worth taking time out to do that as well. Exactly. Yes. The, the only expectation when it comes to sex and your sexual relationship is mutual pleasure. That's it. When we start to believe that we have to have all of these things, right? And, and in our society, again, we equate intimacy with sex and sex with intercourse, right? It's like this linear thing and they all mean the same thing, right? But if we're able to kind of zoom out a little bit, sex is way more than intercourse and intimacy is way more than sex, yeah. right? And so really being able to manage our expectations going into an intimate experience with our partners, right? Or even with ourselves, we can talk about that later. (laughs) And this idea of, well, does it have to be a certain way? Right. Right. Do we even have to get to a point of climax or orgasm? Is that necessary in order for me to enjoy this time of connection? right? And still experience pleasure without maybe even needing to get to orgasm, right? Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's these expectations that, that really get in the way of us being able to experience the true kind of infinite range of pleasure and possibility that that's available to us. Yeah, no, that's totally great. Yeah. And I think it really is just learning how to enjoy ourselves and our partner as we're, as we're being intimate, whatever that means in the moment. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Because there are several different forms of intimacy that, that we can embrace within our relationships that, you know, might not be sexual, but it can open the door for, for sexual intimacy later. Right. And what's so important when it comes to carving out those intimate moments is to be able to um, really step outside of the responsibilities. Right. Because our sexual self thrives off of adventure and curiosity and mystery and the pushing of boundaries. 
and families inherently come with the exact opposite of what our sexual self needs, right? And so in order for families to survive and thrive, especially with children, we need structure and routine and, and you know, rules and responsibilities, right? And that is the exact opposite of what our sexual self needs. So to be able to step outside of those roles and those responsibilities to just have a moment with your partner is absolutely vital in Ooh, order for, that's your, good. <laughs> for your sexual relationship to survive. Oh, I love that, which I'm going to drop this right here, ladies. So next week on February 9th, she, uh, Rachel's going to be talking to us about how to get out of your head and into your body in mom training. And that just led right into that, like <laughs> to be able to leave, to be able to leave everything else, like on the plate in the kitchen, right? <laughs> like just leave all the responsibilities, the thoughts, the lists, whatever you ha you're having to do that day and whatever's happening after, you know, the, the rest of the week, how to be able to leave all that to get out of our head. Yeah. Just for a moment. Oh, I want to hear all about that. That, that man, to be able to just be able to be fully in the moment and connect, that's such a powerful skill set. It really is a skill set. It is. Absolutely. And it's a way of thinking, you know? Yes. yes. And it's a practice. It's a practice for sure. Yeah. So ladies, you don't want to miss that. Like I, I'm so stoked about, about that in mom training uh, next week on February 9th. So before we before we head out. You know, we're talking about how our insecurities and our low self-esteem can act as major breaks um, to our sexual desire and ability to experience pleasure and connection with our with our partners. Tell me a little bit more about that um, as we as we head out here. Yes, and so this is exactly what we are going to dive even deeper into in, in terms of mom training, right? Because we actually, our sexual self, our sexual response has a combination of brakes and accelerators. So brakes turn offs and accelerators turn ons, right? And there's so many things that flood that brake line for us. And our self-esteem, right? The way that we feel about ourselves and our bodies is one of the biggest things that, that really hits the breaks for us and and can shut us down sexually and emotionally right and so it's you know recognizing that our sexual self is so multifaceted but the relationship that we have in ourselves with ourselves right is even more important than the relationship that we have with our partner amen because yeah. that, that really is where it all starts yeah. I mean, you're not going to be, you're not going to be acting flirty if you don't feel flirty, you know, exactly. <laughs> you're exactly. not going to be acting attractive, which yeah. is going to, it just pushes, it pushes everything away when it, when we are struggling with our own self-love body image yeah. and self-esteem. Yeah. And confidence is sexy, man. We are, we're attracted to that. When we see somebody that's really confident in themselves, regardless of, of what they look like, you just sense it. It's a feeling, right? And so that, that pulls people in for sure. That's one of those puzzle pieces being put yeah. back in, you know, <laughs> be like, wow, for some reason that person is just, yeah, the, mm -hmm. the confidence really is attractive. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited for our conversation next week. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm stoked. So Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom oh, it with is us. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's yeah. 
it's an honor to have these conversations. Yeah. And I, I, I was so excited when I found Rachel because I was like, oh, we are going to talk about this <laughs> because it really is like, ladies, this is so important for all of us as women to learn is to accept our bodies, to love ourselves, to not be afraid of the, the sexual side of us. That is a beautiful piece of us. I mean, literally our entire body is, is made for this experience and just of being a, a healthy sexual being. Yes. as well as just a regular human being. It's all one piece, right? Exactly, exactly. And as, as you were saying that, it brought me back to the fact that women, especially moms, I mean, creating a person, right? Birthing a person. I mean, our bodies are, is a powerhouse, right? Our bodies are so powerful. And if we aren't able to connect with that power that we have living within ourselves, then we can get lost in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yep. Totally. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We got it. We got it. Yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you for sharing and for being with us today. Ladies, I really, really, really want to see you in mom training so that you can be in this conversation with us. Come and ask your questions. Come be involved. Let's let's all move together in being healthier in our sexuality and loving our bodies and just feeling the beautiful woman that we really are, no matter what our body looks like, that we are all beautiful and grateful for the, the babies that have come from our bodies and, and that we can just love and accept who we are right now. So again, thanks, Rachel. And ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast and in mom training next Wednesday. See you later, guys. Bye.